Today on Ovia's Angelio, the governor of North Carolina, Roy Cooper, our number one podcast fan, a bigger Carolina Hurricanes fan, drops on by to talk about self-care when it comes to watching the Stanley Cup final without the Canes, athlete compensation, name, image, and likeness, sports wagering. What happens if the ACC dissolves? A whole bunch of stuff to get into with the governor of North Carolina. Plus, live, PGA, they merge. People are not happy about it. Uh, here we go again. We know y'all be listening. The OG back and better than it's ever been. Blast from the past. You know that our pace is fast. And if you want to sub, we got something for you to smash. Five stars with them positive vibes. Don't miss a beat week to week. You just got to subscribe. Even if your team's got you hella mad. Don't worry, we write our prescriptions on a yellow pad. So settle in, y'all. This is going to be fun. Because when it comes to hot takes, two is better than one. From beer to the Canes to the ACC. Who knows more about this than us, the OG? Let's podcast alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias. Got a lot to get to today, including our conversation with Governor Roy Cooper. Um, good 25-minute conversation covering a whole range of topics. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But let's actually start with the breaking news in the last 24 hours, Joe. Something that came completely out of nowhere. I think I, I don't think I'm out of tune when I say nobody saw this coming. And that is the merger of the PGA Tour the European tour and live golf and Jay Moynihan, the commissioner of the PGA had to go with the Saudi investment fund, uh, head of operations, their, their CEO on CNBC almost a year to the date where he talked about how PGA golfers don't have to apologize for playing PGA golf as opposed to live golf and their arrangement with Saudi Arabia and nine 11. So there was a lot of morality in play the last year, Joe, and here they are now together with the details of this merger, not quite clear. But one thing I think everybody agrees on, Saudi money is going to win at the end of the day. And they won in this situation. Yeah, everything I learned, I learned listening to the Wu-Tang Clan when I was in seventh grade. Because cash rules everything around me. Yeah. And it, it's disappointing in the sense that it feels like we're no longer allowed to have principles in this world, mm-hmm. right? That the, what wins here is not just cash, but the idea that this happened, if I could just boil this down to 10 seconds, this happened because each side was suing the other. And instead of sitting there and going, we're going to spend all kinds of money and perhaps disclose information that we don't want disclosed, it's easier for us to, to work out a deal and work together. Now, there's the key part, work together, because you're not really working together when the other guy has more money than you do, and the other guy is about to put his person in charge of your group. Yeah. So what happened there was you got bought. Yes. That's what happened. That's what happened. You, you, you got you bought. You, you can, you're yeah. not working together. You're not. There's no <laughs> unity. There's no umbrella here. No. You sold no. your ass out. No. Okay? That's what happened. You you now, talk about you talk about Wu Tang Clan being uh, the thing that you learned lessons from. I I learned lessons from the old WWF with the million dollar man Ted DiBiase when he would famously say, "Everybody's got a price, yeah. and the Saudi government has that money." Yeah, and, and it is disappointing, but it's also naive of me to say, "Well, you should stand on your principle. You should you know strike out on your own. You should fight till the death." Right? Yeah. Yeah not how it works in no. the real world. And it's golf. I get that. It's golf. 
but ultimately, I think the PGA Tour failed the players who were so public and vocal in their support of them. Uh, Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, you know, uh, Will Zalatoris. These were all guys who were offered hundreds of millions of dollars to go join Live Golf and mm. said no. Because maybe out of principle, I don't know, a lot of them do have a lot of money, but I think a lot of it was about the history of the tour and what it meant to them and the mm-hmm. pursuit of that competition, the pursuit of those records, the pursuit of their place in history. And to turn around and make a deal with the Saudis after publicly questioning their motives feels to me like the moment, I don't even want to say it, although how young is our demographic? Uh, based on the the very well, based on old radio data, mm-hmm. uh, males twenty five to fifty four. Okay. Uh, so this... that's our that's our main demographic. Although with YouTube, right, well, it's a little a little different. So if, if you're under twelve, put a little earmuffs on for me. Okay. This feels like the time I found out when Santa Claus wasn't real, oh, or at damn, least yeah. the Santa that we have caricature historically think of. You know what okay. I mean? I find That's what this, this I find feels this like interesting. I, fi- I find this interesting because we this this is the moment you realize it because yeah, all this did was solidify my general feeling towards institutions and organizations. In that, at the end of the day, organizations and institutions are going to do what's in their best interest, and your loyalty as an employee, uh, somebody who rides for the PGA or the NFL or Major League Baseball. Your your wants, your loyalty is never rewarded. Loyalty is never rewarded in these cases. And I don't know. I, I guess maybe I feel something in common with Tiger Woods and Roy McElroy for the first time ever. Because it's certainly not going to be in terms of the money they make. It's certainly not going to be in terms of their skill uh, in playing golf. But now, Rory, Tiger, you and me all have something in common. They were company men that went out there and promoted the PGA only for the PGA to be like, yeah, appreciate your efforts, but uh, we're doing something completely different that benefits us because our bottom line is the thing that ultimately matters, not the principles. And I guess that's where it, it is. I try to keep it consistent and where I guess you and I differ on this topic in that when it comes to sports, I know Santa Claus hasn't been real for a really long time. And once you accept that, you can then make your own personal bargain to still enjoy the sports, knowing full damn well that behind the scenes, the money that's being used to acquire teams, the money that's being used uh, will be paid to people that are not exactly the best people on earth, but they're really good at a particular sport or they're really good at coaching XYZ and winning is ultimately what they want. The issue is when you position yourself morally as superior to another product only a year later to do the exact thing that you were blasting. So let's go back almost a year, June 12th, 2022. It's the RBC Canadian Open, which is, I think, this week, is it not? Yeah. The Canadian Open is this week. Please let's go back a year. This early in the morning. Is this the Monaghan clip? Let's go back a year. Let's go back a year with Jim Nance on CBS at the RBC Canadian Open in the height of the live golf drama. He goes on and he has this quote. Let me ask about this. There was a story that was first reported uh, in the New York Post yesterday by Brian Wacker about a 9-11 coalition of families and survivors of the 2001 terrorist attacks. Um, 9-11 families united sent a, a letter to the representatives of Phil, Dustin, Bryson, Reed, and others 
quote, expressing their outrage towards the golfers for participating in the new league and accusing them of sports washing and betraying the United States, end quote. That's gotten a lot of steam over the last 24 hours. That story first reported again in the New York Post. How much did you talk to your players about the possible ramifications if they sign on with the new league? Well, I talked to players. I've talked at a player meeting, and I've and I've talked to a number of players uh, individually uh, for a long period of time. And I think you'd have to be living under a rock to not know that there are significant implications. And as it relates to the families of 9/11, uh, I have two families that are close to me that lost loved ones, and so my heart goes out to them. And I would ask. You know, any player that has left or any player that would ever consider leaving, have you ever had to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour? So there you go. There's Jay Moynihan, the commissioner of the PGA, a year ago, Julio. And I'm guessing he workshopped that line in the mirror multiple times before talking to Jim Nance because he knew this was going to be a topic. And a year later, he's now addressing PGA players who were understandably upset that they got sold out this way after riding for the PGA and taking that moral ground, taking that moral stand only to have him say, well, you know what I was working with, I'm paraphrasing here, but this is what apparently he told, um, he told players and he told CNBC, I was working with the information that I had at the time. I guess the only information that's changed Joe is the money that's going to be coming their way going forward. Yeah. It's disappointing. Um, I, I, you know, I'm 48. And I've talked about this before, you know, Jeremy Glick is somebody when I was a kid, I used to run around the Ordell Swim Club with. And if you're not familiar with Jeremy, uh, you know, he was on the flight that was headed for the Pentagon and was one of the true American heroes from that day. And Christy Simone is a kid I grew up playing football with, went to high school with, worked in the towers. And listen, like I told you. It's disappointing to think that principles can't exist. Yep. And it's disappointing to have the realization because I, I think you're right. I, you you know about Santa, you know, and especially in sports and you realize it. Yeah. But I, but I do feel like also something happens in sports always. Because remember, and you can, you can call me Pollyanna, you can call me naive, you can call me whatever you want. Mm -hmm. after everything we went through in the pandemic, sports was the one thing and always has been the one thing that has been equal. Yeah. Always. No, no matter your color, no matter your economic background, no matter how you got to this country, no matter how you got to your sport, it was always equal. Everyone had the same chance, right? And there's always a moment, and let's just use this year, Right. We we have the stadium series and yeah. you and I spent a lot of time. Um, you and I spent a lot of time talking about traffic and parking and other those those other things. Right. But the one thing that happened was the lights went out in that stadium. The place was full and you look around and you go. This is really fucking cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, you, and you're there with 58000 other people and you're going, this is what it's about. So I, that's where I always come to sports and I always try to get back to sports. Where do you have those moments? Yeah. 
you know, whether it's an ACC tournament, whether it's the NCAA tournament, whether it's a football game, a state Carolina game, a Duke Carolina basketball game, you have moments as a fan where you experience them. You were, you were there uh, the last K's last game at Cameron. Like you have these moments. We were there at the final four. Mm -hmm. You have these moments that become benchmarks in your life and you without them. And you're right. Is, as you like to tell me, what is it? Only 20% of the people really care about sports. Yeah, I, I was going to say that, that, that's that. But, but to your point, to your point, but it is like can, the one community thing I feel like we still have. And it still, and, you know, but it still exists. Mornings. Yeah, that, but to wake up this morning is just kind of yeah. like. No, I'm with, I'm with you on that. And, I, and again, this is where I get back to the bargain you have to make with yourself. All yeah. right. I mean, we do it with the NFL all the time. We do it with football all the time. Yes. You have to make the bargain with yourself as to whether or not you can separate all the bad things that happen for that community aspect that you just brought up. Because you're right. It brings people together. It puts a lot of like-minded people together from all sorts of backgrounds into share and enjoyment of this one particular sport. But in the but don't look too deep sometimes. Right. Don't look too deep. Because and that's well, let's true. Have and, the good moments outnumber these lousy yes, moments. How about but, that? But as, as with all things, when it comes to entertainment, music, movies, sports, to me, I all lump them together. One is not any more greater than the other. It all brings enjoyment to somebody in some form or fashion. But you can never look too deep because ultimately you're going to be disappointed by the artist who has a problematic background and you still decide to listen to their music, right? And in the case of sports, when, you know, the whole NBA China thing was going on, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, all right, you're really being, you're taking a moralistic stand on the NBA in China while you go to Disney. And Disney has a lot of money invested in China. You're doing all this while you are literally tweeting it out on your phone or on an Apple product. (laughs) Where was that made? Okay. Now I'm not trying to be like, oh, you participate in society. I'm very, very, very smart. No, no, that's not what I'm getting at. What I'm saying is when you start looking deeper into these issues, you start to find out going, oh, man, can I really enjoy anything? So you have to make those. We all got got. Yeah, we all have gotten got, man. And once you accept that, (laughs) you you can kind of like understand the the decision you've made. Sometimes it's mental gymnastics. I'm not acting like I'm some enlightened galaxy brain person here. There are times where I walk away going, why do I still even want to watch this stuff? knowing all the things that are going on behind the scenes and the PGA tour finds itself in the same boat. They're no different than any other entity going forward. And we'll close this conversation on this, this idea that I keep hearing, grow the game, grow the game. It's going to grow the game. No, it's going to grow your bank account. It's because I want to, I want people to show me where live golf was doing anything to make the game better. The ratings were terrible. They had no television deal. The teams, the team aspect of it was dumb and corny. Right. And I, I, I do feel that this, again, is a lesson to be learned that the United States is going to have to get comfortable with the fact that there's another entity that has way more money than it does and has way more money than the richest people in this country and that that money is going to win every single time. You like F1? Do a little do a little more digging. You like the EPL? Do a little more digging. It's just now creeping over to the United States and we're going to have to have a hard time uh, processing all of this while we enjoy our sports. Nothing like a heavy conversation to get things going on a Wednesday. So let's lighten things up a little bit. We went to the butcher's market. We went to the butcher's market show. The video is on YouTube right now. We had our conversation about ribeye versus uh, versus New York strip. That Again, that video is on our social media channels. We're on Instagram, OG Triangle Media on Instagram. I think we're on Twitter as well. YouTube, as you know, you're watching or listening. And I got... 
you're you're right. I was proven wrong by the uh, by Kenneth over at the butcher's market, man. Yeah, it's a great video. Kenneth really did a great job explaining my point of view, of course. <laughs> no, of course they, they, he did. Of course. No, he did. They, they have an awesome thing going on, though, because it's Father's Day. It's coming up, right? And, yeah. and often uh, I'm guilty of this. Hey, I'm going to get you another uh, sleeve of golf balls. Or, hey, I'm going to get you another shirt from the golf club where we're members of, right? So instead, go to thebutchersmarkets.com and get your dad a membership in the stake of the month club with the Butcher's Market, okay? There's a lot of great cuts. You 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 can get your bone in ribeye, some T-bones, of course, a fillet. There's some. There's also other things that they do. If you haven't been to the butcher's markets yet, you really, really need to do it. Uh, but also, they have uh, a card that you're going to get where you're going to get great discounts. In, you know, including um, the sides that they have yeah, when you go and walk in. The asparagus, by the way, that I ended up getting. It's the seasoned uh, vegetables for wow. me, man. With the onion, the, the vegetable the medley pepper. is ridiculous. The vegetable medley is it, whatever season they use me. on it. I am not a vegetable person, obviously, but <laughs> the vegetable medley is is so good, and particularly with that jalapeno chicken. So yeah, check them out because of the steak of the month membership is something your dad is really, 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 really going to enjoy. Take my word mm-hmm. for it. Uh, the first one in July, the first steak of July, by the way, is a twenty-four ounce T-bone. So like, again, love it. Go check them out, thebutchersmarkets.com. Also, shout out to Oak City Sports Cards. They're in downtown Raleigh. Uh, we need to go there before we go to ACC kickoff in July, Joe, because I, I'm really convinced we got to pick up like some garbage pale kid cards to show them to players to be like, hey, would this fly in 2023? Probably not. <laughs> no. <laughs> pro- pro- probably not. Uh, no. no, I love this idea. We'll have to get Weston <laughs> on it. Uh, but if, yes. if you're looking for anything, I'm talking about anything in the collectible industry. Weston has it. Oak City Sports Cards. This is important because if you want to get the maximum value for your cards, like I did with my Michael Jordan Fleer rookie cards, you have to get them graded. Mm-hmm. And if you sit here and think, oh, and here's here was the, the biggest hang up for me. I'm sitting on these two lottery tickets and a PSA is the number one grader. And I'm looking at it and I'm going, you want, wait a second, you want me to mail my card that I've been sitting on my whole life to some like store in Missouri? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Go to Weston. He is going to take care of you. He's going to get your cards graded. And then you'll get the true value of those cards. Weston buy, will buy cards, sells cards, and gets them graded for you. OakCityCards.com. What's up next? What's up next? Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, it's our friend, the governor. Roy Cooper joining us here on Ovias and Gilio. I decided to cash in that favor, Roy. You, you tweeted out uh, that you're going to miss the show after uh, things happened about a month ago, but we haven't gone anywhere. Just had to get our our our, our, our you know our setting, get the platform thing going, and we immediately put the call in to get you on today. Well, I'm excited. You have reemerged quickly and successfully with all kinds of sponsors and affiliates. Uh, you, you're going to be better than ever, guys. Yeah, and, we'll see. You know, on the on the ride home, uh, people are going to just switch to the podcast and instead of listening to the radio. How's that? How's, ah, that? how's that for technology uh, doing us wonders? I have to ask. I wanted to talk to you while the Canes were in the Stanley Cup final, but unfortunately, that was always the plan. I'm like, when they get there, we're going to talk to Roy Cooper. Unfortunately, that did not happen. Are you? 
doing some kind of are you are you doing some self medication, some self preservation by not watching this finals and seeing how Bobrovsky suddenly can get scored on? <laughs> so I watch a little bit of it, and they are Bobrovsky's leaking like a sieve, and it's just scoring more goals in one game than we did the entire series. It's just ridiculous. And it just shows you how mental sports is and and how much uh, momentum affects uh, the game itself. And, you know, we just were just caught in a squeeze. I don't think Vegas is that much better than we are. I, I just think that the Panthers at some point were having to come down from where they were. Uh, they, they had an amazing run. I, I saw you guys had Dundon on the mm-hmm. other day, uh, and I didn't get a chance to listen to it, but I'm really, I'm really glad that they're going to try to rerun this thing and, you know, re-sign Stahl and Faust and, you know, decide which, which goalies we're going to keep. And they've done, they've managed their cap space well. And, you know, maybe we can get a sniper and get people well and, I, I'm excited about the new season. So, yeah, I've, I've moved on. You know, winning a Stanley Cup uh, when I'm governor, that would be uh, a spectacular thing, and there's always next year. Mm-hmm. I would, I've, you know, I've already lobbied to, to get the Stanley Cup for a day and drink my diet and sun drop out of it and all of that. <laughs> That's just only in my dreams, though. Of, of course, of course. We'll, we'll see what happens at the end of the day. <laughs> Roy but Cooper. I'm I'm excited about the the next year and the moves they're making, and hopefully we can keep the nucleus of the team together because it was an exciting team. It was a fun team to watch. Great coach, great front office. Time to roll. Time to get it done next year. Roy Cooper is the governor of North Carolina. He's also now an admitted member of the Bang Bang Joe Gang. So that's <laughs> I'm glad you've been following all of our work on the yeah. OG podcast, the live podcasting company. Sounds like a dubious distinction to me. But we'll send you. Okay. A, we'll send you a sticker. We're, we're going to come sticker, up with new tumblers, right? all that stuff. We'll send. We'll send you all that stuff. But I'm curious. Uh, I know you watched the whole game, right? Game one of the Eastern Conference Final, all of the overtimes. You mean oh, in the Carolina? Yeah, I watched every second of, okay. of every game, and in fact, I was there for the shot with 12 seconds to play in the fourth uh, period you stayed the whole game Oof. stayed the whole game Oof. what do you what do you mean is that, is that who are you talking um, to you um, know you know I somebody stayed. over there uh, look left look. after the first overtime <laughs> technically after the second one kelly the kids were there it was jacob's 12th birthday when this game happened that was his birthday gift and he he made the executive decision that he was done he, he was right. ready to go home and that's why we ended up leaving you get a family exemption. I will tell you that the, there was two couples sitting in the row in front of me, younger couple, boy, girl. Uh, they were talking to each other after the third period. They were kind of arguing. Finally, the guy turns around and says, Governor, uh, we're going to have to leave the fourth period to you. We've got a long drive home and, uh, you know, carry us to victory. And I said, you can't leave. And he he turns to the rest of them. See, the governor says that we have to stay. The girlfriend had daggers in her eyes, <laughs> daggers looking at me. And I said, I think I've lost your vote forever. Right. And she said, pretty much. Wow. Anyway, I, I, I withdrew the request. 
they left. They came back the next game and all was forgiven. And I, I guess I spared them that painful, painful loss and dragging out of the uh, PNC Center at 2 a.m., I guess it was. Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was no fun. I was there, too, for the Detroit 2002 triple overtime loss in the Stanley Cup final as well. It's, it's, it's so painful to lose in overtime, and particularly that that late. But I, at least I can say I've been to the first and second longest games in Carolina Hurricanes did you, history. Did you write yourself a note for an excused absence the next day from work? And got up and went to work. You did. I, I stumbled a bit, but yeah, I was I was there, just a little bit uh, depressed, but that's okay. The job yeah. has to be done. The next uh, time we see hockey at PNC Arena, I'm really hoping that by January, we're gonna, there's going to be gambling and there's going to be a sports book in PNC Arena. Please, please tell me with your powers, your gubernatorial powers, that this is this is going to be a reality for the 23-24. Hockey yeah, season. I, I think it will be. I, I think it's going to be a push to get it effective by by January. And I think there's a lot to be uh, to be done. They put a lot of responsibility on the North Carolina Lottery Commission to do something that it hasn't done before. And now we've thrown in horse racing here toward the end. Uh, so there's a lot to put together to implement and to regulate. Uh, but, you know, I think this is something that has been going on. Uh, the North Carolina taxpayers should get the benefit of this. And this new, this new law allows this to happen within the bounds of the law. I'm glad that they upped the percentage that the state gets and mm. took away all of the promotional credits that that they would get. So I think it's, it's pretty good legislation now. And uh, once, once we're ready to, to get implemented, uh, we should, we should get it going in, in this state and it'll create a lot of jobs and it'll, it'll help our economy. No question. To, to that end, you, you're comfortable with any form of the bill that, that goes through that, that green lights this entire process to get at least the mobile sports wagering. And, and this is where the, I'm not a, a an assembly expert here, but there's been talk of actual casinos on non-tribal lands and what they would call economically distressed areas. I understand what's going on in Virginia might guide what lawmakers want to do going forward to, as you said, help with the economy. So how do you feel about going beyond just the, the mobile sports wagering, the lounges that might exist at PNC Arena and putting full-blown casinos in some counties? Well, those are two separate issues the mm -hmm. sports wagering bill is about to come to me uh, i think they're taking the last vote today or tomorrow and so i know what's in there and we've, okay. we've been studying and we've been going back and forth uh and so that would allow on at the pnc center a place to to wager it would allow mobile sports betting the casinos though are a separate issue and it's one that is being batted about the General Assembly right now, particularly in response to what's happening in Virginia. Uh, I haven't seen what they are talking about. I think my support for that would depend upon what it is, who's running it, uh, how it's going to work, what percentage does the state get. Mm -hmm. All of that in 
to my knowledge, has yet to be fleshed out. And there are a lot of legislators. This is sort of a bipartisan thing in that you have a lot of Republicans and Democrats voting for it and against it. I mean, this doesn't split at all down party lines and people have different reasons for opposing it. And I think that getting sports wagering through was a monumental achievement in that it failed the last last time, the last General Assembly session. So the legislators are sort of just getting over that. And then you throw the issue of casinos in, into the mix. I'm not sure exactly where that's going to be. You know, I'm open to discussing it and talking about what we do. I think we have to be careful in, in how we implement it and making sure that it's positive for the taxpayers of our state. And we're just going to find out probably in the next few weeks about whether that has any legs or not. But that would be separate legislation okay. that occurs uh, potentially either within the budget or in a separate bill outside of the budget. Roy Cooper, governor of North Carolina, joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline. All right, Coop, I need you to put your your thinking cap, your future goggles on. My vision, your, 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 vision. your, your Apple Pro vision. Let's augment some reality here. Because got an extra thirty five hundred bucks you can lend me. <laughs> I, Add a I couple can, more sponsors, maybe yeah. we can, uh, we can make it happy. You know, I'll bet. <laughs> maybe you if the Panthers win. How many sponsors do you have now? Nine. Was it nine? nine. Yeah. yeah, that's outstanding, guys. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Well, you know, the sports wagering bill passes. Then, hey, you know. Hey, look, there, there's a reason why uh, when Gilio <laughs> when Gilio was pushing me to do this, I was ready for I was going to go on a sabbatical. You know, I was going to take the summer. But Joe's like, no, let's get going. And he did point out that the uh, the sports wagering stuff is going to come through. And there's a way to cash in on that, which I hope we do. Well, well uh, I, you know, I said it was is... coming through because he had it in the budget. I'm like, he doesn't guess. He has the he answer. He knows. The Roy Cooper knows <laughs> if it's in the budget. We, we had it in our budget. We we thought that it would pass this time. So we did put it in our in our budget. And yeah. there, there's this debate on where it goes. And it's kind of complicated about where it all goes now. Sure. But this is something I really hate to admit that Gilio is right. He's oh, right. You another guys, one? Yeah. Another, another yeah, one? Yeah, I know. This is terrible. Oh, I, I'm not presenting you, you with any frame certificate or anything. Uh, that's fine. But all right, it's the, fine. The, 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 telling obvious that he needs to get back on immediately was the <laughs> oh, right move. Okay. You guys were hot. Yeah. You know, and people were sort of feeling a little sorry for you and all yeah. of that. And people are all ready to want to help you mm -hmm. and they miss you. So it, it was the right thing because, you know, sometimes audiences are fickle. If you guys mm -hmm. had stayed away for a few months, they may have been distracted <laughs> by another shiny object. And You're right. You're so right. Gilio was right here. Gilio no was doubt. just right again. You've made his you've made his entire it's year. Twice. Yeah. That's twice Excellent. now. That's Excellent. twice now. But let's Excellent. let's put on no, those, yeah, the future let's, let's goggles. Put on those future goggles here for a Because right. it'll be an issue that, you know, you'll be out of office by the time we see some resolution to it. Uh just that what do you see could be the future of athletes, college athletes actually getting a cut of the revenue that they're helping generate for, you know, the 16 schools in this state uh, to start. Well, I think you have to look at it holistically. Let's, you know, football is the big money maker we know, and it's the the point of contention now with the conference realignment and money uh, is causing a lot of schools to to self-examine and to try to figure out where they fall into this. I think it was really important for uh, 
athlete, college athletes to be able to uh, make money off of their name, image, and likeness. I think that that is only right, particularly the amounts of money that are involved in college sports and the fact that they can cut their own deals and to benefit from that, I think is a great thing. I think we have to though think about all of the other college sports and just remember that the college is a place for people to get an education. These other sports are important too. Uh, it could be a way to sort of spread the wealth just to make sure that all of these other uh, NCAA college athletes are included in this and particularly our women's sports, uh, which have sometimes been neglected when they really shouldn't be. So, you know, I, I think it's certainly possible that that could happen, but I think we've taken a good first step in allowing athletes to be able to earn money while they are there. And in fact, that has caused a number of college athletes to extend their college careers, thinking they could make more in college than they could in the pros. And you, you, you got to love this at UNC, right? Another, you, you got another year of Armando Baycott, Baycott, another year of RJ Davis. Absolutely. Yeah. You got Elliot Cadeau coming on. I like, I like how the roster is shaking out for Hubert Davis. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I'm ready for him to go eight or nine deep uh, during, during the season. I think that's yeah. going to be important. I, yeah. I don't want yeah, players to, to begin to think if you, don't, if you don't, if you don't crack the starting lineup, you're not going to play. You don't, we don't need that. Uh, so coach can he, Davis, can he you know, hear he knows you? a lot more basketball than I do, but I'm just thinking and that's my vision goggles for okay. recruits and transfers to North Carolina is uh, developing that bench and making sure that he's got a good rotation there. Cause uh, your seats in the Smith center are, are right across, you know, they're, you're behind the announcer's table. I mean, they can't, they're, they can't they're really you. good. Yes. They can't really hear good. you. Can they? Can they what? They, can they hear you when you're Who, saying, hey, I want to see some minutes. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're saying like, Hey, 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 I need this guy to get some minutes. If you yeah, have opinions, tap, go tap Billis on the shoulder okay. and say, you need to talk about that a little bit. Now I, I, I talk with them during the time they are off the air sometimes. Okay. Yes. Uh, John Madry, who's the great statistician uh, for ESPN. He and I are friends. He and I worked together when I was attorney general, he was an attorney in the department of justice and then was an attorney with the department of administration, but mm -hmm. he kept stats for ESPN. He's done it maybe 25 30 years. He's a great guy. He's very smart. And, uh, you know, I, all of a sudden I'm in the department of justice and there's John Madry bringing Billy Packer and Bobby Knight into our office with some issue going on. So, uh, it, it's fun. John knows all of the sports casters. And of course, you know, me, I'm readily available to talk You're there. sports <laughs> You're uh, there. So with guys like them mentioned. and guys like you. Speaking of which, and with Carolina, with NC State, we'll go back to what you said about the shiny object. You, you, if somebody gets distracted, you know, money's involved. And we're seeing this with the conferences themselves. And the ACC had their meetings a couple of weeks ago, and everybody was panicking about the idea that the ACC might be falling apart, that schools might be going to other conferences. Of course, you've got North Carolina and NC State, public institutions. The General Assembly might get involved with these types of things. We've seen it play out in Virginia before. We've seen uh, with Gavin Newsom, governor of California, have his thoughts with what's going on with UCLA and Southern Cal moving to the Big uh, to the Big Ten. Where do you? What's your role in this? What yeah. kind of conversations have you had, if any, with the possibility of you know schools poking around with the grant of rights? And if one school decides to leave, what does it mean for the other school and, and the politics involved? 
with NC State in North Carolina? You know, I, I think all of the institutions are going to look at this for themselves, their students, their faculty, their alumni, and they're going to they're going to look at it that way. But I, you know, I'm concerned about it, and particularly in North Carolina, where we are more basketball centric than than football and and really football is what's driving the train here and it's unfortunate that that would unhinge the the great thing we have going with college basketball here thinking mm -hmm. about the ACC founded in 1953 rooted right here in North Carolina it has been a great conference and you know if you talk to Jim Phillips he is just extraordinarily confident that nothing is going to happen. I haven't had any conversations with any of the institutions about it. We know that it's out there. We, we know about the two power conferences that may be interested in some of the ACC members. Mm -hmm. I think if something begins to come real, I, I would look at the overall impact to our state and particularly our public institutions. You know, you, you kind of hate North Carolina and Duke to, to not be in the same conference anymore. That yeah. that just is not good for who we are as North Carolinians. So I, you know, I'm more of a traditionalist. Uh, all of the change is, is, is difficult. You know, still, I'm still frustrated about South Carolina leaving the ACC and Maryland. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to Maryland, you know, it's just like, I have problems with both of those schools because of that. Now Never things forget. are going so much, and it's and it's in and out and in and out. It really doesn't matter that much anymore. But the core of the ACC has been right here in North Carolina, and you kind of hate to see that breaking up. I do know that money is involved in this, so I'm not sure what's going to happen. Okay. Well, right. I'm going to put you on the spot because I, I, I sense from Joe we're going to get before you leave, before we let you go. That's one of Joe's taglines. You know that, right? One of the yeah, I have to, I have to indicate to the handlers and everybody yeah. else that, hey, 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 don't worry about it. We're I get up. it. It's time. Don't worry. Uh, it's old radio I, training coming through. I need your best 30-second graduation speech for oh, James no. Giglio, class of 23 Garner. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move him into the, to the seat here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, James, James is in the recording space uh, not too far from you uh, yeah. over at the governor's mansion. This is James. So what's, go, what's going on here? ECU, ECU for James. That's where he's headed. Are you going to ECU? Yeah. yeah, East Carolina. So I want you to know that a lot of people try to get me to do this on social media, and I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to do it for you and, and endure the wrath of Tar Heels uh, <laughs> that, that, that see it. And I know that you guys are probably going to take a freeze frame of it and put it out there, and you're going to enjoy it. But I, I grew up in eastern North Carolina, and East Carolina is a bedrock institution there. You're, you're going to love it. Uh, it's, it's a great school. You'll meet all kinds of people. Uh, I would say just continue to work hard, do your best, find your passion. Uh, and that may not be close dad's ears. It may not be something that makes the most money. You want to make a good living for yourself, but find, find your passion and pursue it. And, and you don't have to find it out that early. I mean, it, it can be your college experience can really stoke 
uh, something that really interests you. But try to try to um, enjoy the time you're there, meet all different kinds of people and uh, get get. Remember, you're not just getting an education, an academic education. You're getting an education about how to get along with people and how to succeed in life. So you're going to be great. Thank you're going to you. be great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, that was great. That was great. And, and uh, you got a UNC from the color may be wrong, but you got a Carolina blue shirt on right now, as far as I can tell. So you're probably going to have to have a wardrobe. Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, James is gonna have to. He's gonna have to update that wardrobe. And I, I get. And as Joe was saying, we can't you have my tie. And well, that's what I was. That's how. That's how we're gonna literally tie it together because we've oh, given no. everybody love today. We've given everybody love today. But you got that Wake Forest color tie on, mm. Governor. Where Where were you earlier today? Were you like giving a pep talk to the baseball team, number one team in the country? No, that's gonna be hosting I'm, a super regional. You know, we some of our local teams did not do well. Uh, this weekend this in uh, NCAA regionals, but Wake Forest uh, could be in line to to win it all the, the college baseball World Series. I would be excited about that. Now, my dad was a Wake Forest alum, and I don't know if I've ever told this story to you guys uh, on the air, but my dad went to his 50 year Wake Forest class reunion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, his class wasn't that big of a class back when he graduated, but he said everybody was giving long speeches and he, they were pretty boring. It came time for my dad to give his speech. He stood up to, at the podium and said, I'm embarrassed to admit that both of my sons attended the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And I hang my head in shame. He dropped the mic, walked off the stage, got a standing ovation oh, wow and to this day i still have people come up to me and say hey your dad got yeah i know about my dad's <laughs> speech so he did it for I mean, the cheap pop. Cheap pop i the love intense it rivalry that we have here you know so it's right people people if you say big four people around here who've lived here for a long enough time understand that it actually does i, I actually used to go as it is when i was a student at chapel hill the big four tournament preceding mm-hmm. the ACC season occurred mm-hmm. in the Greensboro Coliseum. And, and it was a great trip. Usually Wake Forest won that thing. That was they, very they common. They won occurrence. it, but you know who hated it? You know who hated it the most? Dean Smith. Dean Smith hated the Big Four tournament. Absolutely. Well, of course it. he did. I mean, it gave everybody a free shot. Yeah. So Yeah. yeah. It looked good. Well, Governor, we appreciate the time. Thank you for all your kind words. Thank you for all your support uh, back when we were on radio and supporting us here on this podcast. And I'm, we're in for another bracket, right? In March, right? Of course we are. I can't wait. All right. All right. We're in for a bracket. And we'll be in for a Stanley Cup run because I'm with you. This this team yeah, is I'm, close. I'm, They're so, 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 so close. I'm, I'm, I'm ready, so for, ready it. for it. It's got to happen. <laughs> Governor, we Thanks, appreciate guys. it. Thank you for your time. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Move on. Again, big thanks to Governor Roy Cooper for hanging out with us here on Ovias and Gilio. I mean, what more do you want, Joe? He keeps telling you you're right. This is what, twice now that you've gotten a year <laughs> right from the governor? Are you good? <laughs> no, I'm, I am fine. And I love the uh, graduation speech. I put him on the spot there. You did. And, and he, he did I mean, great. I knew, James, I knew James was in the room. I was not <laughs> expecting you just like, he, 
and he's right the the little pirate hook thing that he's doing uh-huh. man that's gonna go yeah that's gonna go viral yeah uh, poor guy i mean this is twice now in a year where we've gotten him because you brought the the yeah. t-shirt and the state flag to be full simpsons homer simpson right and then right. now we got james giving giving ecu a shout out so he's never going to hear the end of it from his, uh, hey, from his no, UNC he has people. told us that he likes all of the schools in the I state, including Duke, who he was pining for if they potentially were left behind. So he was wearing Wake listen, Forest colors. He had Wake Forest colors on. That's right. He was at so, Winston down yesterday too. So <laughs> listen, uh, no, I, listen, I, uh, I think I've told you this before. I'm not sure if I've shared it publicly, but you know, the day after their accident, I'm sitting there two years ago in October in down the street at uh, Wake Med down the road there in New Bern Avenue. And I don't know if you know this, Joe, when you don't have somebody's number in their phone, like it comes yeah. in now, like in all yeah. capital letters. Yeah. Which I didn't realize. It's all of a sudden it says Roy Cooper in all caps. And I'm like, either the governor's calling me or somebody has really stepped up their spam game. Yeah. <laughs> put the governor's name. And, you know, he was calling to check in on, on James and Jackson and uh, had some really kind words. And I get it. He's not the most popular guy in the history of the world with with our entire audience. But that's how no. it is in politics. Yeah. It is a tribute to him, though, as a Democrat in this state that he has managed to get elected governor as many times as he has. So uh, it, it is a, a very interesting world of politics we have in North Carolina. There mm-hmm. are strange bedfellows. I don't think there's any doubt, though, about Roy Cooper's uh, passion not only for the Hurricanes, but for the ACC. So always appreciate him taking some time with us and, and sharing some of his legal insights. You know, he, he could probably break that grant of rights too. I, I was tempted uh, to you know, break off a question to him about that. When he, You know what? When he's no longer governor. He could be our legal consultant. I think maybe he could be our senior <laughs> legal consultant. If you need some uh, realty consulting, uh, if you got to get a better idea as to how the residential market's looking or the commercial market's looking, uh, Go to my hometown realty. Myhtr.com is the website. Again, it's residential and commercial, Joe. So they got they got people all over the place looking out for you. Yeah, Barry Wooder, James Lipscomb, they got some kind of operation, Joe. If you need help, they're the they're the ones to go to in this real estate market. They have more than 250 agents. All right. So they're the best at the home buying and selling experience imaginable. They also have six locations, Raleigh, Clayton, Selma, Atlantic Beach, and, of course, the G in Garner. So go check out Barry at myhtr.com. If you've ever been on uh, Highway 70 going out of Garner and towards Clayton, you've seen all of the billboards. And Barry does not fool around. No, does not. Gets neither the does, job done. Neither does Whitaker and Hamer. Speaking of breaking the grant of rights, that's actually going to be a conversation we're going to have uh, with Josh Whitaker, Whitaker and Hamer, check them out. Wh dot lawyer uh, for more information. Uh, now they've seen the old grant of rights, not the updated one. Uh, when Notre Dame joined as like this quasi member of the ACC, but we can get into contracts and everything else with Josh a little bit later on. But may- maybe you you don't want to break a grant of rights, but you got some other legal issues you got to work out. Whitaker and Hamer have you. Yeah, if you're starting a business, selling a business, you know, any any kind of family law, real estate closings, buying a house, go to my go to hometown reality and then go get Josh or Joe Hamer. They're in Clayton, Fuquay, Moorhead City, Raleigh, and then all of the G's, Gastonia, Goldsboro, and Garner. Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer, they got more than 20 years of experience. 919-772-7000 or again, that very convenient 
wh.lawyer. All right, to college basketball over at Inside Carolina, our friend Sherelle McMillan, who was we were referencing earlier this week, had the news that Simeon Wilcher is seeking a release from his letter of intent. This is uh, from the Inside Carolina story from Tuesday. Quote, once UNC grants Wilcher's request, which it plans to do according to sources, the Tar Heels will have two incoming freshmen in that 2023 class. You got Zayden High and Elliot Cadeau, who is reclassifying. We talked about that last week. It would give the Tar Heels three additional scholarships and a roster of five scholarship guards. So this is the the new world we're living in, playing time. Joe, you, you preach this all the time when it comes to basketball rosters. With Elliot Cadeau coming on, there was a question. There was a question about Wiltshire and what the playing time was going to look like. We we were even joking about it with uh, with Roy Cooper about hey let's let's the depth and, and everything yeah. else. Um, well, you're not going to have that now because I'm guessing Wiltshire sees the writing on the wall with who the true point guard is going to be in Cadeau, and he's looking to go somewhere else now. Well, and don't forget all of the additions in the portal. So Wiltshire is a combo guard. I don't think he's a true point, but he's someone who's going to play in the backcourt. Maybe he plays like an R.J. Davis type role, mm-hmm. right? And you start looking at where Carolina's rotation is going to be. And then you have to sit there as, as a player, right? You have to sit there and go, where, where is my best opportunity to play? And a lot of players don't have patience. I'm not saying that's the case with Wiltshire. But a lot of players want to play right away. And they want to be in a situation where they feel appreciated. They also probably want to be in a situation where, you know, as a top 50 recruit, he has an opportunity to make NIL money. So there, there's probably ways to look at this when when you go into the portal and you get a player right let's take Paxton Wojcik right I, I yeah. don't think Carolina broke the bank to get a transfer from Brown whose dad used to work there right I think we could safely assume that yeah they also got Cormac Ryan from Notre Dame and they probably had to pay a little bit of NIL money to get him because he's a he's an older player but if you're Carolina or you're anyone else but we'll use Carolina because we're talking about them right now would you rather have a sixth year player who has a proven track record of making three-pointers in your league <laughs> or yes. individual in basketball, or yes. do you try to roll the dice on someone like Wiltshire who might I don't even I don't even need I don't right. even need, need to complete the question. Like you right. just you just you had the answer. It, like I would rather take a better where, player at this point. So you you have a couple of things going on there. You have the extra year of eligibility from the COVID year, which has created a lot of fifth and sixth year opportunities for guys that never would have had them before. Carolina mm-hmm. had this last year with Leaky Black. And, and we'll have it with Armando Baycott this year. But it's 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 a new reality of college basketball. This isn't Hubert Davis is a bad coach. This isn't Carolina isn't the brand they once were. This isn't, you know, Carolina can't get it done in the in the new college landscape because they lost Simeon Wilcher. Good player. He's probably he could be a great player. We don't know what's going to happen when he shows up in college. But yeah. you do know with Cormac Ryan, you do know with Paxson Wojcik what they are capable of and what they what they can do for you right now. Okay, now you, that's the flip side of that is when you bring in Cadeau, you're saying you are saying to Wiltshire, we think Cadeau is better than you. That's what you're saying yeah. as a as a program. Yeah. And yep. these are the con- honest conversations as a coach that you have to have with the players that you recruit out of high school. You're going to see this at NC State either this week or next week. By the way. So oh. this happens. Yes. It's a slightly different got, situation. Could, I was going to say, you got a little bit more information for me. Like, what, do you, what do you got going on here, Joe? It's a slightly different situation. But okay. you got to remember, there's NIL money in high school now, too. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, no, so right. there's yeah. so many layers to this thing, but I will always say, and I'll go to my death saying, and, and Kevin will dispute this with me a little bit, but I think I will always say that playing time is the primary reason that people leave. And that's the number one opportunity that people want yeah. is to play. Now you can tell me, Oh, uh, I'm going to get a million dollars to go be the third string running back at Alabama. And I would tell you that that's not how the, that's not <laughs> that's, how the NIL market. I, I was going to say Alabama's got money, but not that to pay the guys money. who are going to be their stars. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Right. right but right. no, there's they no play. There, guys. Are you, saying, play. are you saying there's no uh, rookie league minimum? At Alabama, is that what no, you said? No, and I shouldn't have impugned Alabama that way. Texas no, but I, I think I think that? people I think people understand what any yeah any big time any big time college program that has nil money flowing through it. Yeah, there's money, but it's not for the third string guy. Yeah, uh, to to keep on reserve. That's and not and you know, you happen. and I have talked about this before. Potentially, let's let's use an ECU football for example. Sure, like couldn't ECU or heck NC State and Carolina football. Couldn't they appeal to someone in that situation and say, hey, you'll be our primary guy. You'll be our number one running back. Cool. I know that Clemson and Notre Dame and Alabama want you to go there, but you're, you, you do not have the opportunity there that you will hear like a Holton Ehlers at ECU. You know, that mm-hmm. was before NIL. Uh, yeah. Naheem Hines at NC State. Yeah, this stuff. Uh, to your point, this stuff was already was already happening before NIL came into the picture. It, playing time is always going to be. To your point, you're absolutely right. I completely agree with you. Playing time is the ultimate currency, the ultimate currency, because this is not their final stop. It's right. not. They want to get to the next place, and for everybody, it's the pros. And, and the say, only way you're going to make that happen is if you actually play and you got some tape. I mean, and even though maybe one percent of them actually do end up playing pro, they all are they convinced all, they are going to be right. pros. They all are. Just like some people think that you can just start up a podcast network out of nothing and you know sell it to Meadowlark. Meadowlark. I mean, I don't know. Next topic, please. Uh, before we move on to some other topics, including uh, Hey Joe and. Um, showing Julia what our future looks like in this in this medium. I'm very excited about that. Uh want to give a shout out to Network for Entrepreneurs in Wilmington. Check them out online at newilm.com and they do have a new event coming up. Uh that's called the 9 Lives of Entrepreneurs. Uh Jim Roberts is putting this up. Uh you can go to uh the you can go to Eventbrite. We'll we'll tweet it out. We'll put it out there on some social media as well. Uh, but you can just look it up uh through Google, the nine lives of entrepreneurs. And it's basically about how North Carolina being pro-business, how Wilmington is a hot spot for uh startups with a lot of successful exits. And you can, you know, what to do next. You know, some of the talking points from this event are about are you a serial entrepreneur? Uh, do you become investors? Do you become mentors? Do you become consultants? There's always next steps and networking opportunities, Joe, and that's what new can do for you. Yeah, check Jim R. Roberts out on LinkedIn or Facebook. He's done an amazing job down in Wilmington. Uh, it's a nonprofit group that he started that helps entrepreneurs help help let you know helped us, man, uh, including yeah. what what the counting system to use. So even little details like that. Uh, check out Jim because Network for Entrepreneurs in Wilmington, it's where the river of innovation meets an ocean of possibilities. Also, shout out to Breeze Through. Now, did did a little birdie tell me, did you tell me that you were going to be golfing 
with Adam over at Priestley? Yeah, Adam um, was great. Stevens is okay. to, in, well, I invited him to play golf. Well, let's speak. Okay, all right. How this? That, uh, yeah, my question uh, is: Do you understand you're going to be just dripping with breeze through swag? When oh, I can't wait. But because Adam, Adam I, was on nine one nine Vice talking about gas station beers, and I, we got koozies and bags and everything else. You're going to have golf tees. You're going to have all the things, man. I, I love it. No, I invited him to play at the home course, Eagle Ridge. And he had a certain date that he wanted to play. And I gave him a time and he's like, ah, he's like, let me see what I can find at my place. Of course, my place is Raleigh Country Club. And he was like, is it okay if we play there? And I'm like, uh, I will never, (laughs) ever, ever, ever in my life turn down a chance to play at Raleigh Country Club. If Ovius is like, I need you here at 11 a.m. on Tuesday. I'll be like, "Mm -mm, sorry, Mm -hmm. can't do it. Can't happen. Uh, I have a previous engagement all right i get it now i get it now but just like breeze through's got things for you they're, they're helping chili out play at raleigh country club they can help you out at the various gas stations uh and convenience stores yes they do have gas but you got to go in yeah they got great coffee no, they were so they much got good snacks <laughs> they got beer they got all the things that you need at breeze through and also shout out to the mosquito authority pest authority check them out online at bugsbite.com Mosquito Authority, I use them, especially this time of the year. Uh, it comes through this past weekend. I was grilling out. Uh, the weather was actually nice, unlike now with the weird code red air quality, thanks to oh, some yeah. Canadian fires. Mm-hmm. You're not golfing today, are you? Um, no, I'm taking care of O plus G podcast business. OG Media is actually the name of our LLC. So, Okay. okay. Congratulations to us. Finally, it's it's been a it's been a process. It's definitely been a process, but it's not a process using Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority, no contracts. So while I've been enjoying Mosquito Authority, if for some reason I'm like, hey, I'm going to be gone for like two months, I'm going on sabbatical, I don't need mosquitoes taken care of, I can just be like, hey, let's put this on hold, guys. We'll see you guys later. Yeah, easy peasy, and it's not just bugs, mice, Joe. I keep getting back to these mice. I know, you and do. I think what you're, I think what you're missing, because I think you don't have an upstairs at your house, right? No, I just have an attic. That's it. Okay, it's, so, a, it's a ranch. It's a ranch house. Yeah, so I have a, I have like a, a unfinished basement under the house. Then I have the first level. Then I have the second level. Then I have an attic. The mice were all the way up in my attic, coming in through the through the crawl space, which is really a un, unfinished basement. Yeah. So they had to go down there while they were working on my moisture. By the way. And I'm like, where are these mice coming from? He found it in the HVAC system. And they were running up into the, into the attic. So they clean out the attic. They clean out the crawl space. They take care of the ants in the kitchen. You name it. Ace Lancaster and his crew, they do it. So please mm-hmm. go check them out at bugsbite.com. Let's answer some Hey Joe questions brought to you by Oakwood Pizza Box. Check them out online at oakwoodpizzabox.com. And we'll also get around to some of the um, the future, the future of what we have to look forward to in this business. Uh, this is actually tied to the Wiltshire news coming out of Carolina from JC Fox. Question for the pod over under three seasons before this gets red taped into some sort of control and or base level of understanding between schools and players. So it's more manageable. I'm guessing what we're talking contracts here, trades, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I don't know how tenable that is, but I see where people are thinking. I, well, I think in some regards, this is the role of the general manager that you've seen hired at Duke. Yes. And, and our friend Nada Edwards uh, over at CBS was explaining this to me, like Kevin Keats needs a general manager. Mm-hmm. Carolina needs a general manager. And it's not just because for NIL deals, it's for 
it's almost like situations like this right now. Head coaches obviously are always going to remain very involved in roster decisions. But again, when you make a decision and you bring a guy in, you're basically telling the other guy, this is, I'm going with him. Yeah. Right. And I, all of the coaches that, that we deal with are all very honest with their players. I, I, I mean, that's the only way you can be. Um, so when you say over under three years, I don't, don't, the NCAA will, I don't, I think the days of the NCAA being some sort of enforcement arm are over. Oh, it's done. Those are long gone. It's done. Um, and, Unless and you're can, like Manhattan or. Well, it has know. to be completely and totally egregious. And, and right. In this right. case. And I, I, and I actually uh, recorded with Brendan Armstrong yesterday, who's a sixth year guy. He's going to play quarterback for NC State next year. Okay. You're Brendan Armstrong. You've been at Virginia for, for four years. You redshirted your first year. Bronco Mendenhall, out of the absolute clear blue, retires. Your coach, mm-hmm. the guy you've played for for four years. Yeah. So you're telling me that he shouldn't be allowed to go play somewhere else? Like Makes sense to me. That That's the thing. And he did. He stuck, and he played with another guy, and it was really hard. He had a really tough season last year. And that he'll be better for it. But you can't sit here and – I think we get we, – we go from one extreme to the other when it comes to college sports. And I've seen a lot of it on the timeline with, with the Wiltshire news. And it, it's all people our age, by the way, Joe. And it, mm-hmm. it kind of hurts my brain a little bit that we we collectively we kind of refuse to give this generation any credit for anything. It's typical. And it and I understand that. But it's annoying. Yeah. It's annoying. I'm actually going to do a commence my own commencement speech. And I'm going to commend the class of 23. You know why? Because you know me. I hate sunny day players. Mm-hmm. I hate sunny day students. Anybody can be good when the sun's out, right? Sure. You know what they live through in three years or four years of high school? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to do that. You didn't have to do that. So we need to stop acting like, oh, the, the, these these youths, they're just so whimsical. They can't make any commitments. And they don't understand what hard work is. And they don't no, want to they do. They do do anything tough. And it's like, no, they understand the opportunities that they have. And they're trying to make the most of them instead of just sitting there and being obedient and saying, well, I'm going to do something because you told me that's the right thing to do. Right. No. Right. So I, I bristle so much and I push back so much now at this idea that these players don't have any rights. The players have rights. Simeon Wilcher has the right to say to North Carolina, hey, I understand. We, I made a commitment to you. I signed a national letter of intent, but I would like to be released from that because I believe there's a different opportunity for me. Mm-hmm. And North Carolina will release him, of course, from that opportunity because they know because they just bought in a different player mm-hmm. who they that's the choice that they made. This is how the world is supposed to work in business, right? If you made a choice and wanted to go spend your money somewhere, the business would be like, I appreciate you, right? <laughs> they wouldn't be like, or they might say to you, hey, I have someone else lined up over here that I already promised. Right. I brought it to you. I don't have another one. I can only sell one of them. Right. And then they were like, okay, I understand. That's fine. Moving on. Moving on. We're moving on. To, uh, to Chuck, the Mojo Coach, Joe, are you going to fork over thirty five hundred dollars for apple's new creation yes the uh, the the vision pro uh, augmented reality go back because it has the ta well uh, i was gonna get to that i was gonna get to that so yeah the the the, it's yeah three thousand five hundred dollars you know people are like aghast at the price i'm like i'm sorry have you purchased an apple product before apple's never doing anything on a bargain for heaven's sake 
Um, as with all things, virtual reality, augmented reality, it's like, well, what is it for, right? Like, I know what my computer does. <laughs> I know what my computer is for. I know what my iPhone is for. It has a purpose. And while I might not be an iPad person, I know what the iPad is for. It's, it's basically a consumption device that you can give to your kid. Or if you're an older person who doesn't need a full-blown laptop or a desktop, it's a good way to check email, browse the web, all that kind of stuff, right? So I see this 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 goggle set, and I'm thinking, well, what is this for exactly? Do I really want to put goggles on to look at Excel spreadsheets? Because yes, that's what I that's what I envision the future. Yeah, let me let me join a Microsoft Teams meeting, Joe. How much do we love Microsoft Teams meetings? Yes, but let's put goggles on to do this now. We can have you know we can look like uh, we we can look like Tom Cruise. In oh geez, what was the name of that movie? Uh, in the future, well, I can't remember it now. I'm asking the wrong person because you can't remember uh, movies. You never watched any of these movies, regardless. Like that's not like give me something cool for these uh, sets. So of course they get the sports, and I watched the Apple presentation, and they were showing like a different way to watch a game, the classic tabletop mode. Like so, if you're watching a game on TV, if you wanted to watch a replay or more in depth thing, you could like literally look at your coffee table. And it would be presented in a 3D augmented reality way or, you know, stuff, stuff comes out of your television. Or as I was joking about on social media, maybe we can get a better idea of whether or not TA was in, Joe. You know, just happily putting your goggles on and maybe we can have a new 3D look that the officials could never get, Joe. Maybe we can finally get our answer. Maybe. No. Oh, man. One of the true <laughs> definitions of NC State shit right there, that play. My goodness. My good. The game was not on television. No, it wasn't. It was, it was uh, on pay-per-view. pay-per-view, so there was only one camera. Oh, oh, and second of all, there was no replay anyway. it's the, This is the game that ushered in the yes. ACC into the replay era. But the one, yes. the linesman, signaled touchdown. Then the other guy comes from clear across the field and goes, no, he didn't score. And then somehow they have a meeting. <laughs> And the points that were on the scoreboard at Keaton Stadium were taken off. Now, regardless of whether you think yeah. he was in or not, the play itself was ruled a touchdown in real it was. time. They took, they took seven sudden, points off the board. They took the touchdown all of a off the board. It was gone. They took the touchdown off the board. <laughs> well, it's like, and that is literally how Chuck Amato ultimately ended up losing his job. Oh, so, man. Oh, man. It wasn't because they lost to Akron and then followed that up with ECU. Well, it, I mean, it come on. Started the, it started I mean, it, it the did wheels. start the process. Poor Chuck, you know, process. he only really had, what, he had two total losing seasons, and that was one of them. Yeah. And it was like he, the body of work there should have got, get, gotten him more, but his bedside <laughs> manner was was slightly off. So A couple quick hit things before we get out of here. Uh, shout out to Samantha Rivera, who went viral uh, as she was trying to do a stand-up in Vegas uh, for the Florida Panthers and Golden Knights Stanley Cup. Uh, she had put it out there on Twitter. Listen, I don't give a damn what team you're rooting for. Get the hell out of my face when I'm working and respect what I'm here to do my job. Excited to get back home for some classy Panthers fans game three. What I loved about this video is that as I'm watching it, and she, she again, she's like staying on camera. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see she's like, nope, you're not getting my shot. Not going to happen. See, you you finally got to experience this when we did radio, and I'm sure we'll experience it again when we do some some remotes and whatnot in the future. People don't understand that you're in the middle of doing a show. Right. Like when we when we would do a show out in the PNC Arena Plaza, how many people would come up to us 
And I, and again, it, I appreciated it because people were like, love the show. Hey, and they're like, they're trying to talk to us about something, but we're literally in the middle of a segment. And it can be pretty distracting as you're trying to have a conversation with the audience on the air while there's an audience of one sitting right there in front of you trying to have a conversation with you. And you're trying to be respectful, like, well, wait, wait till the break, wait till the break. I've never had to shove anybody off the air, if you will, like Samantha did. But we've we've been in that situation where people just want to talk to you while you're doing a show. It's great technique. She got some strong tries. I know, right? That was good <laughs> stuff. That was good stuff. All right, Joe, are you ready? Are you ready to peer into your future? I am. I got my glasses on. Okay. Let's peer into the future here. Um, this is this is a, this is a as as we've started this podcast thing and the YouTube thing. I've spent a lot of time researching, just consuming stuff. You know how many Mister Beast interviews I have watched in the last two weeks, Joe? Very wisely, yeah. If you want to know what the best do, then you better watch it. And, and look, Green Greenville's finest, Mister Beast. I'm actually working on getting Mister Beast on this podcast. Okay. So we'll see if that actually happens. But the grind never stops, and you have to speak a different language. You have to get to the Utes, okay? And you asked earlier, like, what's our demographic? And based on what I can tell, at least on YouTube, our demographic's like 18 to 34, 25 to 54, that kind of age range. But the young kids keep coming up, and we're going to have to adapt. So I'm going to present this video to you, Joe, and I want you to tell me if you understood any of this. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, okay. Here, I'm going to hit play here. Libby just convinced Baby Gronk to commit to LSU. Baby Gronk is the number one college football prospect in the country. He averages 300 yards and five touchdowns a game. On his visit to LSU, Libby rizzed him up. Libby even hugged Baby Gronk. He might be the new Riz King. Do you think Baby Gronk will lead LSU to a national championship? Did you understand any Riz, of that? Rizzed him up. Do you, did you understand any of that? Do you know who Do you know who Lizzie uh, Livy is? Uh no. I think it's no. Olivia Dunn. Dune. She's an NIL star. I actually I think, know who Baby Gronk is. I don't know. See, unfortunately, I don't know, who Baby, I don't know who Baby Gronk is. Can you explain Baby Gronk to me? Yeah, he's some sort of youth um, football player who's gotten some run on social media he's got the mullet obviously yeah he does have the mullet. Uh, yeah, there's there's no possible way that those statistics are real even in youth league <laughs> by the way 800 yards and five touchdowns okay you know, well i have not i have not seen so livy is a gymnast for lsu and, okay. and and when we talk about name image and likeness livy olivia dune is somebody who has cashed out in a big way she has Four million followers on Instagram, man. Wow. Four million. If I pull it up right now, she's got 498 Props. posts, 4.1 million followers. Uh, she's uh, LSU 24. So, you know, she she's a she's an influencer and she's making a ton of money on this. But apparently she's connected with somebody called the, the Drip King. So I'm going to present you the second video in this series, Joe, and you can explain to me whether or not you understand anything that just happened. Baby Gronk just stole Libby from the Drip King. On his visit to LSU, Baby Gronk rizzed up Libby and they started dating. They are so in love, Baby Gronk got Libby's name tattooed on his arm. Is Baby Gronk the new Drip King or is Libby just using him for clout? Are you ready to do this? Are you ready for this? Are you ready to do this, Joe? Uh, no. <laughs> 
Because you know the one thing I hate more than anything is recruiting. <laughs> we're not built for this life, man. We're just not. We're not built nope. for this. Do you know who the Drip King is? No, I have no idea. All right, so the Drip King, I had to look this one up. Uh, Caleb Hammett is uh, the kid's name. He is a lacrosse face-off specialist. This is on Ooh. Limitless, one of these NIL marketplaces. Yeah. And he refers to himself as the Drip King. And he's got he's got some sort of like eye black that he sells. It's oh. like something drip. So that's how he's making his money right now. Good for him. <sighs> We're never going to survive. I can't keep up with that. I also can't do that guy's <laughs> deadpan delivery. That's Is pretty the good. Drip King losing <laughs> to Baby Gronk? Can Baby but, Gronk but lead all- LSU to a championship? But it was almost like a Mad Libs, right? Like you said, just keep saying Mr. Beast, keep saying Rhett and Link, keep saying all the things that might get us anything on traction on YouTube. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess what we're going to have to do. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for today's edition. We will see you all Thursday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.